0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Lauren Conaway. Hi, Lauren.
1: Hi, Matt.
0: It's time, it's time for another city. We're going to Cincinnati. Are you ready?
1: I you know what I'm super excited. Let's do some Cincy.
0: You know what? Well, every time I'm old, so every time I think of Cincinnati and recording any type of radio type show, I think of that old TV show WKRP in Cincinnati. But oh you know, yeah, so we could be startup hustle in Cincinnati. Did you just and make
1: that up. That was impressive.
0: No, that was the how. That's how the WKRP in Cincinnati. But you know, that's old. I mean, that show was like out like long yeah. before most was of our Bob listeners Hope were born. On
1: it. Was Bob? Hope I, on what? It? No, not Bob Hope. Um, what's the name of that guy? The actor who always plays like a befuddled old guy? What's his name? Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. There you go. Not Bob Hope. Bob Newhart. Wasn't I he on I don't know if
0: he was on that or not. I don't know. It's yeah. hard, to, hard to remember now.
1: It's been, it's been a long time, old man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, there's one thing I do want you to remember, and that's that today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by FullScale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult and FullScale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. There's a link in the show notes. So, you know, as usual, we're back for another month of top startups as previously mentioned, and you may have gathered by the title of this episode, we are talking about Cincinnati today. In regards to our top startup list, we do not, these are not, we're not going to give them an order of ranking. So like the first one isn't first or last. This is kind of a binary thing. You're either on the list or you're not on the list. And we've got 10 amazing companies from Cincinnati on the list. today. you know, I'm still mad at Cincinnati for their... A uh, big comeback against my Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. I thought we were going to the Super Bowl until we weren't.
1: Yeah, you know, I I think at this point we might have to get over it a little bit.
0: I know a little bit. But I won't. A bit. Maybe. Okay. You weren't there. You weren't there.
1: It did. You're. You are absolutely right. It did. It did not yeah. hurt my feelings. But you also
0: uh, didn't spend three thousand dollars on two tickets, thinking you were watching your team go to the Super Bowl.
1: Oh my god! I yeah. did. I know.
0: I know. TMI. That's a, that's a
1: that's a big investment.
0: I know, especially to blow a lead like that. All right, so let's get into this. Uh, you know, first company on the list is Mantium, and you can listen to an episode titled Wartime Versus Peace Time for Startups, which my business partner and often co-host Matt Watson recorded with Ryan Seavey, and that's gonna come out on September 12th. Ryan Seavey is the CEO and co-founder, also joined by Jason Montgomery, the CTO and co-founder. So Mantium's an end-to-end AI development platform where teams can test, deploy, and monitor their AI systems, all with a low-code approach. They empower teams to work together to quickly build and manage powerful, responsible AI applications at scale. You know, I I bet Watson had a great time recording that because that almost sounds like the last company that he sold, which was Stackify. And they did application performance uh, monitoring and management. So um, it probably wasn't that long before there was an AI Uh, management platform now obviously there's a lot of belief in what they're building they've had 12.9 million in seed funding uh, and that's you know who knows they could have more that's uh, that's as of nine months ago so you know overall uh, congratulations to what you guys are doing at mantium
1: yeah, that is pretty cool. Anytime I see AI, now you probably don't do this, Matt. You're probably kind of non plus. But anytime I see artificial intelligence included in a startup, I get really excited. Like I, I feel like the future is is now kind of deal. Um, so that, that yeah, that's super cool. And I bet Matt did have a lot of fun talking about that. Uh, next up, we've got Coterie Insurance, uh, and it looks like Matt Watson again had an episode with. CEO and co-founder David McFarland called Small Business Insurance Simplified. Now, Coterie Insurance, it's an insure tech company. They provide an API-based approach to commercial insurance. So they are on a mission to make business insurance easy. Now, I imagine that full scale, you have full-scale insured, Matt, do you?
0: Yeah, you have to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it doesn't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's you I mean, realistically if you're, uh, even a small box company and you do B2B service, well, first off your business should be insured.
1: Yeah. If if there's a takeaway from, from this episode today, I feel like that should be a pretty big one. Like, yeah, Yeah. your business should be insured innovators insured and yeah, it's not the it's not the easiest process because you have to go out to like all of these different companies and you have to get quotes and you have to figure out what's covered and what's not covered and you're not comparing apples to oranges and so coterie insurance, their job is to make. The whole process easier they've got instant quoting They're they can instantly issue policies they've got a 100 digital underwriting process agents and brokers can simplify and digitize their operations to better serve small businesses like mine your your business is i think i feel as though it's gone a little bit beyond small business but as a small business owner it's you know insurance is tough figuring that out so coterie Good on you. You have raised $70 million, which, whoo again, clearly there's a lot of traction there. But, you know, thank you for what you are doing to make this whole insurance process easier. Because if you don't protect your business, you're not protecting your back, right?
0: Yeah, but you asked about in, insuring. I mean, if you're going to do, like for us at full scale. Um, You know, we have to have we have to provide that insurance information to a lot of our clients before they'll become our clients or can where we have to continue to show that we are in fact covered. So right, you know, it's a it's a real thing. All right. Next on the list is pay theory. You know, we talk about Watson stepping up. You know, I've been out I I was in the (laughs) Philippines and then I had some personal stuff to attend to and I didn't record episodes for over a month. And, you know, Matt Watson stepped in. And so he he has an episode reinventing the flow of payments with Eric Folkert. and that's going to come out on uh, September nineteenth. So you're going uh, to th- that company's led by CEO and co-founder Brad Howler. and then once again CTO and co-founder Eric Folkert. So Pay Theory is uh, you know it's a it's a payments platform that's tailored for family tech uh, at SaaS vendors to education, healthcare, childcare child enrichment providers. And, you know, they're basically a, it's a, considered a fintech company that's focused on how schools and other future building service providers interact with families around money. So, um, you know, they uh, th- that's new. I haven't heard of that. Uh, there are there are riches in the niches. So you can get in there. <laughs> Um, they've received 2.4 million over 3 rounds so uh, re- most recently in February of 2022 so they're they're on the come up congratulations doing to, the thing. yeah congratulations <laughs> to, to everyone at pay theory yep yeah
1: that is, that's awesome so well next up you know we have yet another startup that deserves some hearty congratulations and that would be Hardy collective you see what i did there Yeah, Uh, so led by CEO and co-founder Bob Gilbreth, uh, CTO and co-founder Ryan Watson. Hardy is a professional recommendation network for entrepreneurs, innovators, and builders. You can use Hardy to find top talent. You can build alongside the community or land your dream job. you find leaderboards of top talent, learn from our community of shared interests and collect NFT trophies, which I know you are super interested in Matt. And I can see your smile. You listeners. You can't see his smile. He's shaking his head now, but you can collect NFT trophies for your hard earned professional achievements now, I, I think that that is super cool. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I struggle with with a lot of different professional networks is they're not super niche. And so, so I like that um, they are shining a light on entrepreneurs and innovators and folks who like the kind of top talent that, that people are looking for, those, those problem solvers. You know, I, we love problem solvers, right, Matt?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think being an entrepreneur is all about being a problem solver. Heck yeah, right?
1: yeah, and and I mean honestly, we we know that we have a problem with tech talent, and we know that we have a problem with innovative talent in in this country. So finding a way to kind of coalesce and bring it all together in one platform, uh, I think it sounds like a great idea. Uh, looks like they have they have raised 1.1 $1. 1 million in a pre-seed round uh, in 2021, which is which is pretty cool, and I I'm excited to see what comes from Hardy Collective.
0: We talk about raising raising capital. We're gonna go from one end of the of the spectrum at just over a million raised to a big one here. So next on the list is astronomer. And you can learn more about him at astronomer.io. CEO Joe Otto, CTO Steve Zhang. So Astronomer is the commercial developer of Airflow, which is the de facto standard for expressing data flows as code. Used by hundreds of thousands of teams across the world. Airflow is downloaded more than 4 million times each month and used by hundreds of thousands of teams around the world. 282 million in funding. That's a lot.
1: Wow. I know. Just... I, actually, I, I read ahead a little bit and I don't think you saw my wow face, but I definitely yeah. made it. That's That's, that's, it. that's from one
0: one end of the spectrum to the other on today's list. One. 1.1 1. Yeah, 1. million 1. to 1 million. 289 million.
1: There is, I feel like there is a significant gap in there for sure. But, yeah. you know, I, what, good on you. That, that is uh, that is super impressive and, and clearly indicates some serious interest in what astronomer is putting out.
0: Yeah, and so we should maybe talk about this a little bit more. So, for you know, if a data team's looking to increase the availability of trusted data, say, why wouldn't data be trusted? Why would data
1: be trusted, Matt?
0: Because data is uh, when it comes from your software platform or whatever you're collecting data from, it's in an unstructured format, and until you structure it and make it make sense, it's not necessarily trusted. So you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, talk about data orchestration and you know, the, enabling the entire data team to build, run, and observe data pipelines as code. So what, I mean, what does that mean? You could look at a whole lot of different things. I mean, that could be as simple as um, you know, like in the, at full scale, we have a platform that manages our, our people, our processes and, and all of that. And, you know, if we were observing our data pipeline, that could be as simple as time clock reports yeah, or seeing when people log in or, you know, like who's doing a, who did a daily report and who didn't. And those are very simple versions of it. But if you can't, if you can't observe it as code, then you can't build it into right. something that requires code. So, uh, this is cool stuff. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's based on Apache airflow, which I'm getting way down the rabbit hole, but that's an open source tool for creating data pipelines.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I... That sounds super cool. I I have to tell you, like, I, am one of those people where it's like, I respect data. I know that data helps you make better decisions, but as someone who does not know how to translate data into empirical action, um, this sounds super exciting to me. It sounds like something that could help me in my business and it could help many of the entrepreneurs out there. Uh, so that is, that is super cool.
0: I know you Um, sit around and crunch data all day.
1: I, you know, I just, I, I'm just a total data wonk, man. I'm a, I'm a Every data Every time
0: hunter. I talk to you, yeah. Uh, what are you yeah, doing? I'm, I'm crunching there, the numbers.
1: data, and like, I barely even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, well, All right. Well, next up, we have something that I actually, I, I, I have a pretty good understanding of this one. I'm, I'm super psyched for cloverleaf. Uh, led by Darren Muriner the CEO and co-founder, and CEO and co-founder Kirsten Moorefield. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that Kirsten is a lady, and that makes me very happy. Uh, but Cloverleaf does something really, really cool. Um, so they, what they do is they provide automated personal and team coaching to help businesses detect and combine personalities for a team. Now, Matt, I am confident that you have done this. I know that I have done this. But... You know, often companies will have you take those personality assessments before you before you even set foot in the door, you know, as part of the interview process. And what I find really interesting is like, okay, you know, I took this assessment, I got the results, but then what do we do with that information? And I find that often a lot of companies, they don't really know how to create complementary teams, people who have diverse skill sets and diverse, um, I guess, affinities, you know, ways that they behave, you know, how do we put the analytical person with the creative person and help them work well together? Um because that's really the secret sauce. It's not just figuring out what what traits your team has, but figuring out how to make them work well together, right?
0: Yeah, okay. so I, re- I actually wrote about this in my first book, Balance Me, and yeah. You know, there's, um, there's a lot of different personality style products out there and they all stem from the same basic stuff. Meaning like, you know, the, the science and info and data around personality styles has been out there for a really long time. Yeah. Um, now that doesn't, people have taken different approaches to defining how those things go together. But if you talk about trying to build a team and build an organization, there are certain personality styles that will mesh well with others and some that won't. And, yeah. um, it, and it, and it, and they're rarely wrong about that. So knowing right. and understanding like what, um, sometimes it's also just from a communication perspective, like the way that like my wife and I have very different personality styles, yeah. which means that, that if I want to communicate to her in a way that she's going to best receive it, which is recommended, yeah, um, then I need to you know follow do, do communicate a certain way, and right. and that goes and that's reciprocal. So sometimes these uh, these things are as simple as trying to reduce friction, and then there are also certain um, roles that are best performed by people with certain personality types. Like I'm on the sure. highly driven side. Which is not, not detail it. oriented, which means I shouldn't be your accountant.
1: Yeah, but then you ha- you have a Jessica who is detail oriented and can right. help you right. help you complement the skills that you already have. I actually used to work for a uh, a, a large national automotive group. And they would put, um, they used the disc and they would actually put your disc result on your name tag. Yeah. And so as you were like navigating the dealer, the, the dealership that I worked in, you know, you would run into someone in the hall and you kind of already knew how to talk to them in a way that they would understand, Understand, you know. And it, it, it was actually pretty neat. I dug it. So, so I do believe in those you know, personality profiles, if you find the right one and get some insight into how your people work. But yeah, let's, you know, let's figure out how to help people work together. um, So that, so that we can all reach that, that common goal, whatever it is.
0: So it was the a desk is what I wrote about in my book. Did you? And that's my, are you yeah, a, that's my a, favorite. I imagine
1: that you're a high D with I am. a secondary I. That would be my guess. No, for you. No, no, actually
0: I'm, I, yeah, are you a I'm C? shocking. I'm shockingly conscientious.
1: Okay. So you're, a, you're a high yeah. D with a secondary C.
0: It depends. I I'm a
1: high I, but it's, it's really interesting. And maybe this is why we work well together. So my I is super high, but then so are my S and C. My D is like way way down low like I just I have very little of of that and well, I you have it.
0: two different styles you have your natural style and your adapted style so there's the way you are at work or out in public and then there's the way you are around your friends and family and those can be wildly different for me I'm just driven yeah
1: I, I feel like you're yeah. probably like you're a what you see is what you get kind I of I
0: don't really change a whole lot yeah, yeah. um which I see that. is Which could be good or bad. Now, you know, one thing I do know is that finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit FullScale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. You can use the FullScale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Go to FullScale.io to learn more. All right. Next on the list, we have Luma Financial Technologies, and that's got President and CEO Timothy. I'm going to say this is Benacci, uh CMO and CMO Rodney Branch. Uh, do you think I'm wrong with that? Is it, is I feel
1: like that's probably a, a good good shot yeah. at it. I don't know any more
0: than you do. Learn more at lumafintech.com. But Luma is an independent multi issue platform that provides banks and brokers and dealers an order entry system. So that's, yeah, key. Uh, its education and training system helps advisors maximize their sales and marketing efforts to provide the best purchasing options for their clients. Moreover, their post-sales support provides life cycle support to ensure that advisors and clients are maximizing their purchases. So when you talk about financial services and, you know, there's, oh man, like almost what feels like an unlimited number of things, ways, and places to put your money. Yeah. So, you know, something that consolidates. and I mean, there's too much like you if you want to hire a financial advisor, I actually talked to someone about this a couple months ago and, you know, and I wasn't saying, well, what, are you a genius? I was like, what tools do you use? Cause yeah. these tools are out there and that's what Luma's doing. But, you know, tr- talk, talk, I, I love anything that will help a sales team or a sales force maximize their sales and marketing and do it in a way that's, consumer and customer friendly. And, yeah. you know, sale, uh, there's just so much, it's so many, like I said, so many places that your money can or could go. It's, it's literally uh, infinite. So I think anything that will help guide people to do that and and also give good advice, because I think if you have a financial advisor, I want them to have some business intelligence with
1: it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, so thanks, Luma.
0: Yeah.
1: Thanks, well Luma. Earned.
0: <laughs> help me make more money.
1: I know. I I I love that, and I I definitely see the benefit. I'm not surprised at all, Matt, that revenue, as always, is your king. Like anything that help can help out with the uh, the sales process, Matt DeCourcy well, It's a struggle,
0: man. It's a struggle. Like hey, I mean, hey,
1: that is no justice. even admitted. It's a struggle for
0: you. It's a struggle for Act me. Yeah. It can be a struggle for everybody, and you know, I think we all need a little help. So when Lauren's not crunching data, she's, she's consolidating her assets and, and reducing her liabilities.
1: Yeah. You know me Um, so well, you know me so well.
0: (laughs) I thought so. I thought so. All right. Who's next on this list?
1: All right. Next up, we have we have Navis Stone, and I have to tell you, like, I like that name. Couldn't even tell you why. It just kind of resonated with me. Uh, but CEO Larry Kavanaugh, CFO and co-founder Efren Torres, uh, they have developed an online, or I'm sorry, offline retargeting technology designed to effectively drive demand from visitors. Um, So they're using online intent data, they're modeling data through proprietary algorithms, and then they're distributing individualized direct mail within a few hours of the consumer's visit to the website. So Essentially they're creating a, a responsive marketing channel for their clients. Uh they are offering solutions such as website visitor tracking technology and and they're really just trying to revolutionize the way that we uh we interface with retail and e-commerce companies to find new direct mail marketing prospects. And and so I get a lot of crap mail, you know, I, I for sure do. But I feel like I would be able to, I I would be able to push through the noise and listen to any direct mail that I receive. If it were more specifically targeted to me, like sometimes, oh, I have started getting the AARP stuff, which hurts. It really hurts, Matt.
0: Oh God, (laughs) cry me a river. I'm like close to actually being able to do it.
1: I seriously, but, but we've started getting that. And at this point, you know, that's not really relevant to me. And so I just ignore it. But if we could help companies reach their their customers more effectively through direct mail, I feel like that would be really, really powerful for, for small business owners. Um, So yeah, they, they are, they're kind of revolutionizing direct mail and it's about damn time because direct mail is one of the oldest forms of marketing out there really. Um, it, it, it's about time it got shaken up a little bit. Don't I'd you like think? to
0: see someone do it better. That's for sure. Yeah. Cause I throw away 95% of my mail without opening it. And I think, man, why, why do I get this?
1: Yeah. I have, so I have a nonprofit that I, I gave some money to, on it, this was like ten years ago, Matt, and I am still getting their stuff on a regular basis. I'm like, hey, how about you take some of this money and spend it on your constituents? But it sounds like Napstone could maybe help this nonprofit help Maybe. Out.
0: <laughs> maybe. All right. You next on the list, going. we next on the list we have PantoMath, and that's Ooh. led by CEO and co-founder Somesh Saxena and Chairman and Advisor Shashank Saxena. I'm guessing they're related.
1: I, I feel like probably so, yeah.
0: Yeah, getpantomath.com. So <laughs> pan, Pantomath is a data observ, observability and traceability platforms for supporting end-to-end operations across complex data ecosystems with the goal of improving data uptime and availability, increasing productivity for enterprises with fewer operations, fire drills, and offering cost-saving opportunities with reduced operational support needs. We're $4 bucks, and that was this year. So they're just getting started. Um, you know, what... What I like about what they do here is they're offering that they can instantly detect operational changes through real time alerts. Um, and, you know, troubleshooting them into an entire connected pipeline. So operational things as you grow quickly are a challenge. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, it's, someone asked me the other day, they're like, what do you do all day? Um, try to figure out how to make things go smoother.
1: I mean, you're, you're, you're crunching data. No. What you're
0: doing. <laughs> no, I'm trying to figure out how to crunch data on some days. So that's like what I was just doing before I came in to record this. We're like, okay, where are we, how are we going to get all this data together and analyze it? Yeah. It's a great question.
1: Excellent question.
0: I've been asking that question <laughs> too much, but yeah. But you know, when you talk about, look, data doesn't mean shit if you can't do anything actionable with it. Right. And, you know, that's what, that's what pantomath is, is, is working on here and, you know, trying to make it so you can identify the root cause of certain things. And, you know, there's like, once again, data isn't worth shit if you can't do anything actionable. So you know, it's one thing to look at it months later and be like, Hey, this is the reason that people are leaving or the way this is the reason that certain things occurred. But, um, You know, really, in the end, you want to be able to get that faster, and you want to be able to react to it sooner.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I I I appreciate the heck of that out of that because you know I spend all my spare time crunching data. So I know. know. (laughs) Uh, Well, so so next up, and Matt, I want to take a moment to just acknowledge the fact that we are we're actually on our last startup, and not only do I not usually end up with the last one, but I have here, but. Every single one of these startups has had a pronounceable name.
0: Yeah, that's a first.
1: But I'm like I'm super excited. I'm like there aren't any like weird vowels put in places you wouldn't expect yeah. or anything like that. So No overly clever now, names.
0: <laughs> yeah. No overly clever names.
1: I know cuz cuz next yeah. up we have payload. You see how simple, simple and beautiful that name is. Payload. Uh, Led by CEO and co-founder Ryan Rybolt, with a CTO, Ian Halpern. Uh, Payload is a a fintech platform and I love fintech. They are leading the digital payment industry with innovation and simplification. It's like, oh, anytime a startup is like, we're like the Uber for this or we're like the Airbnb for this, I get really excited because I always think that that's a really easy way to explain what you do to, to the average layperson. Uh, so apparently, payload is like Venmo for B two B, and hey, that's a really easy way to understand that. But they have uh, many, many software providers and merchants from a range of industries. They they use their API design automates payment methods for all marketplaces. <laughs> Hey man, e-commerce wave of the future and anything we can do to make the the process easier is great. Payload is helping modern businesses grow intelligently. Um, they have a team that focuses on every detail. They are delivering simple, developer-friendly integration and minimum card data exposure, which is uh, pretty cool. So with with Payload, you can enhance security, save time, save money. You can streamline historically manual payments. Um, you know, any anything that you need to to do to make that B two B relationship more streamlined and easier. Let's do that, right, Matt? Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, the struggle's real on that, you know, as someone that collects nearly a million dollars a month in a B2B environment, you know, the, I I will tell you that there's a lot of solutions out there, but they're too expensive, you know, like, I mean, two to 3% on something like that's going to cost me thousands a month. And, you know, I just, I, you hear that, Term death by a thousand tiny cuts. I mean, oh, you yeah. kind of, as a business owner, can really experience that. I know that you get that. Like when you go to innovateherkc.com and uh, and leave donations, like I do regularly. And I'd like to encourage our yes, guests to you do that. Do. I do. And yeah, uh,
1: I, I, I adore you for many ways. In, reasons, way, in many good. ways,
0: shapes, and forms, but it's those true. are subject to the PayPal tax.
1: Yep. All they the time. Take,
0: they take the monies. They're going to the get monies. their silver. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think anyone that's going to solve B2B uh, transactions is a good thing. So, you know, another thing you talk about solving problems. If you need help hiring software engineers, testers, or leaders, let full scale help. We have the people. And the platform to help you build and manage your team of experts. When you visit fullscale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions, then let our platform match you up with our fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. At Fullscale, we specialize in building long term teams that work only for you. Learn more at fullscale.io. So here, here we are, we're through our list and congratulations to all of the amazing 10 companies that were included on this year's, yes. I say this year's, you know, not every city gets a this year, um, That's true. For startup hustle. So we're trying to, we're trying to make it all around. And you know, we tried to, we've tried to go to some places this year that we didn't go to last year. This is the first time we've ever done Cincinnati that I can remember. So
1: yeah, we have um, been to some pretty cool cities, but but I definitely yeah. enjoyed a, enjoyed a tour of Cincy startup lee.
0: I'm hoping so. that as we get into twenty twenty three we'll we will actually go. Yeah. These cities. That would be
1: amazing. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get hop on the road. Let's uh let's road. We'll see how that, that goes.
0: We will see how <laughs> that goes. So um so who who did you like on the list?
1: I mean, honestly, like as always, like I always, I always find all of the startups that that we have on these lists to be pretty interesting. Um, But I think my favorite was was Cloverleaf, and it's because I, I mean, I used to be a hiring manager, and I used to be a recruiter, and I used to see like all of these. Personality profiles and things like that, you know, cross my desk, and it's like, okay, this is fantastic. Again, we've collected data, but then the question becomes, what do we do with it, and how how do we apply it to make better business decisions? And so, I, I love the fact that Cloverleaf is kind of taking that that lens and applying it to people. Like, how can we create the best, strongest teams um, with folks who have complementary skill sets? So, so Cloverleaf is really exciting to me as somebody who, who could have used those services in the past for sure.
0: I like Cloverleaf too, for the same reasons. I mean, I've found, um, you know, I, re- I I keep meaning to do a better job of bringing, you know, bringing personality profiles and that kind of data into our business. Um, yeah. You know, I think that it's, it would be helpful. You know, I, I, I love that the uh, you actually had a name tag. With yeah. the personality style on it. like this. I actually smart.
1: still I actually still have it. I say I don't have it close by or I'd show you, but I, I save all of my name tags from places of employment
0: and okay. I still
1: have it. And it's like a little green, like green was I and it showed my little my little chart. Um and you could just see that at a glance. It was super cool.
0: I can't remember the last time I had it. I owned a company or worked at one that required a name tag. I was trying to think about that.
1: It's been a while for me too, but like, but I'm you know I'm giving. Away I think it way. was
0: when I managed a chain of retail stores because we definitely had some name tags there, but I didn't I didn't have one.
1: Yeah, why not? I mean, I
0: did I did have one, but I'm not sure I wore it.
1: Oh, wow! Well, which was that, which was a, very a different thing than which was a
0: terrible it. example because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I was telling other people they needed to wear theirs, but. Oh, sure.
1: Do as I say, not as I do. You're not a name tag guy. Like, I just don't. I'm a name tag guy? I don't feel like you're a name tag guy. No, no.
0: No. (laughs) I'm a little nonconformist for that.
1: Hey, actually, okay, this is, I know that this is a tangent, but I actually, back in the day, I used to know a guy, his name is, his name is Scott Ginsburg, but he goes by name tag Scott. And he, he undertook an experiment to wear a name tag everywhere he went because uh, he wanted to see how people would react to him, and he did so for a year, and then he spun it out into years, plural, to the point where he actually got a name tag tattooed on his chest, so he would what? never be without it. Yeah, I know. It, he like full on embraced it, but it was it was super interesting because he found that when people saw him wearing a name tag, they responded different differently to him. They they became more friendly and more curious in regards to him. That was that was what he found. So you've been missing out, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not that committed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can see that.
0: I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying I'm going backwards. I don't I want less tattoos, not more.
1: You want less? Oh, that breaks yeah. my heart. I want more. I want to you be completely I, covered. <laughs> what? Yeah, I've got I don't even know if you know I I've, I've got a bunch of tattoos, man, and I, I wanna keep on I don't want to be completely covered, but I definitely wanna uh,
0: know get when to you're one. Going for- let me know when you're going for the neck ones, because I want to. I'll talk you out of them.
1: I already have a neck tattoo.
0: But you? But do you?
1: I do. It's it's on right. the back of my neck. It's generally covered by my hair, but it's there.
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't have that luxury. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, and the sad thing is, I started getting my tattoos when I was like 19, so I have like four of them where I'm just like, ah, "You were an idiot," you know. <laughs> Just remember.
0: All right, everyone. So thank you very much for listening <laughs> to us uh, for our data on tattoos and right, personal right. bad, decision. bad decisions, bad
1: decisions,
0: <laughs> bad decisions that are hard to wash off. Lauren, I'll see you next month when we're going to a city that I'm not aware of yet.
1: Okay. I, I actually don't remember what it's supposed to be either, but uh, catch you later listeners. You're, you're Bye. Wonderful. Bye.